0: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly.
1: Call 1-800-858-858. All right, Overnight Crowders. We're going to be joined now by Alex Catalano from the Inner Sanctum, uh, not only to talk about what's been happening in the AFLW landscape, because we've obviously been a bit on and off with the cricket and different things, I haven't had a chance to tap chat with Alex since we previewed the draft, but also I've got to give Alex the chance to uh, get excited.
0: Oh, that is a stitch up there. (laughs) (laughs) That is an absolute stitch up, Jen. Hello. Thank you for having me on once again.
1: (laughs) Great to have you, Alex. Look, I thought, you know what? Everyone used the term is the lid off and hey, back to back wins is the lid off.
0: (laughs) I oh, know. I told you after the game, um, myself and every other Bomber supporter dreaming of eight, nine wins. Now it's uh, unheard of territory for Twenty Twenty Two.
1: I am being obviously, a little bit tongue in cheek there, but um, for, yes, welcome and um, congratulations. It was a, it was a good win. I know an undermanned Brisbane Lions side, but a rare back to back win for the Bombers.
0: Yeah, I think if anyone's happier than me right now, it's probably Ben Rutten considering how the season's gone. But, yeah, they did so, so well uh, on the weekend, a number of great results, but um, especially for the Bombers uh, knocking off a top-four team while potentially not to be top-four. Who knows? The Lions have got a pretty interesting run, so who knows? But a good win overall.
1: It was a pretty crazy weekend of footy, realistically. The whole round threw up a, a few challenges and a few different results than what some of the tipsers would have been picking?
0: (laughs) Well, you don't want to take my tipping advice because I ended up with about three out of this round, so definitely uh, some different ones. Um, But no, it feels like we haven't had COVID be an actual issue um, for a minute. You know, the the Eagles obviously at the start of the year, but the Lions affected so badly. Five players, I think it was, out in the end. I don't know how many more times we're going to see that happen throughout the rest of the year because I've seen the headlines of... Everybody's going on lockdown over there in Brisbane town and they're all starting to um, make sure they've got to keep safe for the end of the year because they've got a finals run to worry about.
1: I know it's thrown up a whole different um, conversation, I guess we thought had been buried, but it's coming right back up again to figure out how are each of the teams, especially those with finals aspirations, going to handle being extra disciplined and trying to stay away from you know what is still an ongoing problem in COVID so it's going to make another interesting storyline as we run through the finals but before I get you back to the actual topic at hand in the AFLW Essendon you take on Gold Coast Suns next and then Collingwood North Melbourne your next three come on where where are you sitting in those three?
0: <laughs> oh, oh, I would hope I would hope for a, a two wins, one loss sort of scenario there. I think Collingwood um, pretty well had Essence's number back on Anzac Day. Uh, it was a pretty, I guess, a different team from that game when you look back. Um, obviously, the Bombers have got, you know, Langford's back in, Snelling's back in, um, playing really consistent footy. Stringer's sort of starting to build back into it a little bit again as well. Um, Parrish, obviously, uh, has been, you know, sort of, Hurt with injuries as well on McGrath, but they have sort of started to come back in as well. Archie Perkins, a couple of weeks out, but he hopefully won't be too far away. So I don't know. I'm not saying anything uh, can't happen, but the Pies would be the one that I would look at at the danger game. The Suns, you never know. That was a great, great win by them on the weekend um, to get over Richmond with the comeback in the last quarter. But I think especially at Marvel, the Bombers just have that little bit of an edge, uh, whereas North Melbourne, you'd have to say, despite that, they had a really good game as well against Collingwood but uh, I think they would be the one intent one definite. So it's a, a yes or maybe and a no, I think, from those next three weeks for me.
1: All right. Well, I've given you your chance to get a bit excited about the Bombers, and I appreciate you uh, <laughs> running with my surprise package at the start there. Now, AFLW, when we last spoke a few weeks ago, we were previewing the draft. It pretty much went to plan from, from what we were discussing, and then we had um, – now fixtures, we sort of have replacement players. What's happening in the the landscape of AFLW at the moment?
0: Yeah, well, the fixture drop at the start of last week, great for all fans and media alike. I know I've been running through it and plotting out all the games that – um, will and will be on the schedule for the rest of the year. Very happy to say I will be making my way over to South Australia for the uh, very first showdown in the ASLW because I thought, uh, given the circumstances with Aaron Phillips heading over, it's going to be Adelaide Oval. Uh, that is a must-watch game, so uh, can't wait for that. going to be the first time at the Oval too, so very, very excited about it. Um, But, yeah, preseason ramping up. A lot of teams sort of starting to get their full squad. Essendon got their full squad together training for the first time this week. Um, The Swans out on the SCG tonight, which was great scenes as well. Um, A few sort of replacement signings coming out. I know we saw that the Suns pick up a few players after the draft. Ashley Atkins uh, from West Coast has made her way over there. So great news for her. The lists all came out. Um, and a few interesting inactive and not inactive players. Um, St. Hilda, a very interesting one in that area. Um, but, yeah, Leah Cutting is inactive for them. So they've brought in Simone Nelda from the SMMVSLW team um, to ruck alongside Erin McKinnon, which is a great little pickup for them. Uh, but George Petricchiotz is a very interesting one. Um, not listed on the inactive list once again. Uh, so I'm not too sure what that means for her playing future, but... That is the latest news we have. So um, I guess make what you will of that for St Kilda supporters.
1: Uh, they'd be absolutely fingers crossed that rules will have shifted and um, she'll be back available because I don't think, you know, you read between the lines that her stance is really going to change. So uh, whether whether it's the rest of the way our rules work that might allow her to come back in. I also saw um, from across the West one that surprised me, which was um, Duffy, um, who I thought had come out to to her side sort of um, her waffle w side saying, "Yeah, well, I'm I'm probably done with the AFL level, and then off she goes to Melbourne."
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, her and Jess Witcher, I guess, similarly taking time away from footy, um, making the move into state. Not too sure if it was just one of those cases where an opportunity came up and um she sort of took it. Uh, but you know, for Melbourne's forward line, that is just ridiculous now they have to be the best for a group uh, of anyone I think they'd be more happy than that uh, with that than anyone else uh, because you know when you've got Harris you got Daisy you got Kate Hoare now you have got Serena Duffy in there too that is pretty hard to beat I would say
1: well yeah I think you're right I reckon it's just that moment where she's gone hang on this is too good an opportunity to pass up it's Melbourne as well uh, why not it's one of those ones where I look at it and go I would have said yes. There's no way you're not saying yes to yeah. that. So um, so yeah, you mentioned the the showdown as one of the great games that we're obviously seeing in this new fixture because we have all of the sides. Uh, any other highlights for you? I'm assuming Essendon's first game would be a big one, but we'll have the chance to have a Dreamtime match as well.
0: Yeah, that's going to be fantastic. Um, great to see as well, a lot of regional games, um, a few games being hosted across uh, you know, more local communities in here in Victoria, in Ballarat, Warrnambool, Mildura. Uh, the Suns playing up in Mackay as well, which is great. Um, but yeah, that first opening weekend with all the expansion teams playing on the Saturday, uh, except for Port supporters, unfortunately, they don't get to play at home, uh, which is really rough for them. I really do feel for them. Um, but other than that, that first Saturday is going to be awesome. Just the, the level of excitement and build-up. Um, when you've got, you know, Sydney and St Kilda, Essen and Hawthorne that night, Port coming in against the West Coast during the day, uh, it's going to be great. And then the week after they get to host their first game at Alberton Oval as well. But even the second round, the Bombers playing Carlton, a bit of a rivalry already brewing there, I can just smell, with Maddie Presparkis and Georgia G uh, coming up against their old team. That should be great. Uh, the Swans and the Giants in round three, um, potentially on a Saturday night. We're not sure yet. The fix is still left floating with times because of finals uh, in the men's side of it. But, you know, heaps of great opportunities for games throughout the year for these new sides to really come in and make a big splash. Uh, And I can't wait. You know, all across Australia, there's so many good games every single week. It's going to be awesome.
1: Well, the season we now know starts Thursday, August 25. So we're, what, approximately five weeks away from... Season seven, the second edition in 2022 of AFLW. And uh, I look forward to following all of it with you, Alex. But uh, any other news you should be aware of before I let you go?
0: Um, Well, look, uh, like I said, leading into the season, we're obviously ramping up our sort of coverage um, at the Inner Sanctum. So I guess stick around for that. I just put out a story today with one of the great stories of the draft, uh, Amelia Radford at the Bombers. Um, Just had a chat to her over the weekend and, um, she's fantastic story, playing local footy a year ago up into the VFLW and then drafted into the AFLW team. It's fantastic. Um, and we'll be doing a bit of a, a look at Women's Coaching Month as well. We've got a few players lined up um, over on the, the Czech side to chat to. So it uh, should be good fun exploring a little bit of the players that are involved with coaching um, within the AFLW because there's so many opportunities that are arising. And it's great that the AFL celebrates it every year in July.
1: Yeah, that is brilliant. And uh, what about your your personal podcast? Time to give it a plug, I think.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, that's Between the Arcs. Um, we're we're sort of balancing between the, the two, the Czech side and the Between the Arcs at the moment. But um, plenty of ASLW to, to get to before the season starts. So I can't wait. There's, like I said, so many brilliant stories out there. And hopefully we can uh, bring a few of them to you.
1: Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time, Alex. It's always a pleasure to chat to you on the Overnight Crowd and uh, have a great week.
0: Thank you, Jen. Thanks for having me on and uh, enjoy the rest of the show, Overnight Crowders.
1: Speaking with Alex Catalano from the Inner Sanctum, uh, a Bombers supporter, so letting him run wild a little bit there. Continue to get in touch here on the Overnight Crowd, one 736, 736 and 0433 98 1116, the text line. Let's have a chat soon on the Overnight Crowd.